Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, heartbreakers, welcome back to another breakdown bonus. You like how I'm switching it up? You, you, know? need, a, you need to get some. Uh, you need to get some like instrumental music to go behind that. I was writing an interview today because I'm getting a very prestigious award, and they Ooh. were talking about. I had to answer a question about you know stuff that I think I do right, and I was like, routine lulls your audience to sleep, and I've noticed that I start every single podcast the exact same way. So you know what? I'm practicing what I preach today, and I'm switching up the way <laughs> start the episode. <laughs> welcome back to another breakdown bonus episode. I'm here with everybody's favorite man, coworker Justin. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, sure, I'll take everyone's favorite. Hey, how are we all feeling? It's been a very exciting week. We dropped merch on Tuesday. Uh, and conveniently, of all the days Taylor Swift could announce a tour, she chooses. She waited. She waited. She wanted the competition and she knew she could win. <laughs> she knew she could win this competition. And I was like, damn it, Taylor, could you not have waited another week? I thought we were going to get a music video announced. But alas, anyway, if you haven't checked it out yet, we did release Breakup Breakdown podcast merch. I'm very excited. I was so pumped to see people DMing me saying they were excited to get their orders in. It is going to be up for another, I think, 10 days. There's five things available, two t-shirts, two sweatshirts, and a mug. So if you're interested, be sure to check it out. I've got a link to it in this episode description. We are here to break down this week's main episode, which was another mouth-dropping episode. I mean, to find out that your boyfriend is cheating on you is one thing, but to find out that your boyfriend is cheating on you with a married woman? Crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you never want to uh, <laughs> cheat on find, someone? You never, well, <laughs> you never want to find out they're cheating. I mean, I feel like if you are the one that's cheating, you wanted to do it. You do know you what I mean? never want to find out that you're getting cheated on, Justin? No, you do not want to find that out. Oh, we'll revisit that topic. Or have it just, happen, I guess. <laughs> I was about to say, like, why don't we just backtrack to just not getting cheated, not cheating on our significant others? Mm-hmm. You can't really control if you're getting cheated on, but you right. know how that goes. I, yeah. We started off this episode with kind of laying the foundation for this three-year relationship, we find out that eight months into the relationship, he just decides, eh, you're not marriage material. Let's, let's break up. And it's a total blindside moment, right? But they end up getting back together, which to me, I get like if you are really into somebody, I totally see why you want to get back to them. But I don't know. How do you feel about getting back together with someone that's broken up with you? Well, I guess it depends on the terms of getting back together. If it's a long distance thing, like you moved away and it's like, ah, eh, it's not worth it to be together. Let's break up and then like you happen to live near each other again and then like things get back together and you start dating I'm cool with that but I feel like if it's a situation where like it, there's cheating involved or the the feelings just kind of went away and you get back together because you're going through a dry spell and the feelings are, might not be the same feelings but the feelings are coming back you know what I mean like I think that you don't want to do that have you ever gotten back with someone that you've been through a breakup with mm, no no yeah. I don't believe so I'm kind of the same way I once that bridge is burned I'm out 
rowdy. But I do think right. there are exceptions. I don't think that's a hard and fast rule. So in this case, he told her she wasn't marriage material, which by mm-hmm. the way, this girl is so lovely, has the best group of friends, mm-hmm. very much marriage material. So I don't know what he was smoking. <laughs> but if a man ever looked me in the eyes and said, well, I just don't think you're marriage material. He's done. I'm oh, out. Yeah. I'm changing zip codes. I want to get so far from this person. I also wonder what, at that <laughs> point, I'd be like, okay, what about this whole situation makes you feel like it's not marriage material? I don't he know. He wasn't it, marriage material, right. which we would later That's find out. I mean. That's what I mean. I, I think, I don't know. That seems like a cop-out answer. Not marriage material. It's like everyone's, rela- you just kind of, your relationship works around each other's personality. So like, I don't know what you mean by marriage material. Like if you're going like stereotypical marriage, ooh, female cook dinner. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I cook all the dinner in our house because Nicole hates to cook. That would be me being like, oh, you're not marriage material. No, it was, well, I like to cook, so I'll just do it. You, you know? have the best caveman impression every single week. <laughs> you're always like, man, find woman, man, propose. <laughs> yeah. Man, find woman, woman, make dinner. No. <laughs> man breaks up with girl, not marriage material. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm saying is like, I don't know. I feel like everyone has the same tasks that have to get done, like in life, whether or not, whatever it is. Mm. And I think that's like, it's a team thing. When you say not marriage material, that's you not wanting to do something that the other person doesn't do or, or vice versa. Yeah. I saw a TikTok about that this morning. Someone was like, being married is the best because if I get a flat tire, that's not my problem. That's Cody's problem. But on the flip <laughs> side, Cody hasn't touched a dish in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yes, like I wish that was like, I want someone else to change when, my tires. <laughs> when Nicole and I first started dating, we talked about, like I talked about how I hated doing laundry. And she was like, well, I hate cooking. And I was like, let's trade. I will do the dinners and you do the laundry. And she was like, I'm in. And that happened for like two months and it was great. And now I do the laundry and the dishes. <laughs> that's how I'm picturing dating from now on. It's like the NFL draft but yeah. for the rest of my life. I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, I like this quality about you. Let me draft that. But ooh, he's weak in that area. Mm, I can I can compensate on that. That's what it's like, like choosing the right wide receiver. Right. Like like you seem at least to be pretty outgoing. Mm-hmm. So like find somebody that's like not outgoing and wants to stay inside all the time. And then you two will complement each other perfectly. No, it's funny. I'm very introverted. I've heard a lot of women describe themselves this way where it's like you're introverted, but you're outgoing. Mm-hmm. So I love to be by myself. Yeah. But I also want to go out and have a good time. I'm like 75% alone. See, 25% and that's, go out. and that's how I was until like Nicole and I got together. Nicole's very much like, I don't want to meet people. I don't want to go out. I'd rather stay inside. And I would prefer that. And then every once in a while, I get that FOMO where I'm like, oh my God, I need to be out. And then I'm out and I'm like, oh my God, this sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I need to go back. So like it, it, we complement each other well in that where like we both just last night, we sat on the couch. I watched baseball. She played some game on her phone. We didn't talk to each other for probably two hours. And I was like, this is great. We oh, just hung so out. sweet. Yeah. I love that. Being alone together. Mm-hmm. Dan and Shay has a song like that. It's, it, like, it's exactly what it we is. We could be alone together. And then when she was like, well, I'm going to go upstairs. I was like, what? We were hanging out. <laughs> like, don't leave. Babe, I'm going to be 10 feet away. Yeah. She's like, I'm just going to be upstairs. I want to watch my show now. And I'm like, the Phillies are almost over. I know. That is the one thing I miss about having like a consistent person in your life is like by 11 p.m. You kind of tap out and go, you want to go home and watch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, want- we're, we're way earlier than that. We show up to a place early because we know we're going to leave early. So we like, we want to be the first ones there because like by 10 o'clock, we're like, yo, let's get out of here. <laughs> I have an idea. Let's. Again, to the complimenting each other, Nicole is very much just. 
this Irish goodbye, everyone. Like, get out of there. Don't say bye to anybody. And I'm very much like, I have to go each individual person and thank them for having me. Say thank you. Mm -hmm. Hi, shake hands, go. And Nicole will be like, Uber's in 10 minutes. Get as many people as you can because we're going. (laughs) We're balancing. Mm -hmm. So back to when he broke up with her and said, you know, this is not a marriage situation. Referencing two episodes ago, I loved what the interviewee said. They said, you might find someone who's better suited for you, but you're not going to find anyone better than me. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such a power move because there's a good person. I mean, there's not a perfect person out there for you, but there's someone who's who will be great for you. I think that kind of sums it up. Anybody can be marriage material, but there's someone who's going to be the right marriage material for you. Yeah. And this guy might have been like, you are in his mind, maybe it's like you are challenging me to do something that I don't want to do. But maybe she was challenging him to do that because it's going to make him a better person. And if you go find somebody that doesn't do that, that lets you stay in your comfort zone, like you're never going to get better together. I think that's a perfect example of a very healthy, challenging relationship. Mm -hmm. You got to find someone who challenges you enough, but not to where it's like you're constantly like on edge in a particular area of your life that you don't want to be stretched in. Right. If you are career oriented and you get in a relationship with someone else who's really career oriented and then you both can like celebrate Mm -hmm. your achievements or like you're leveling up, if you will, like, I don't know, you want someone like that. You don't want to find someone that's like just whatever job they have, that's the job they have. They don't care about moving up in that situation. So then like if you get a increase or a new job title, that person's like, oh, cool. Yeah, whatever. Like you want someone that's got that goal Mm -hmm. that you have because their goals become your goals. Because you're a team. Mm -hmm. Go team. Go team, Nicole. Go team, Justin. I I will say when we got when we got married, having two incomes way nicer than only having one. I know. But having one income to yourself. I was talking about this with one of my friends who just got married. I will say, I mean, it was very like economically advantageous for her to get hitched. She's a creative. He's a corporate Mm -hmm. boy. See, but those are like opposites. So they kind of attract. I know they're perfect for each other. So cute. And she was talking about you have to consider somebody else's finances when you make decisions. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you had to ask to go out to dinner. Not mm-hmm. like a controlling way, but like a, hey, I want to go sure, grab dinner. like, I'm going to go yeah. do this. I mean, we were just talking about it, my whole tooth situation. Like, I got to go get a tooth fix. And Nicole's like, oh, my God, you're costing me money. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, me, me and Justin are both having serious crown issues. Yeah, dental problems. Like, I'm in my crazy. Karen era. I wrote a <laughs> I wrote a letter to the state dental board of Florida because someone effed up my tooth. Mm-hmm. I probably should have. I'm not going to lie. Like, the previous dentist I was going, I probably should have entered a Karen era. Really? Oh, yeah. How do people, it's so hard to get into these schools. How do they go through all of that just to be like awful at their jobs? It's, it sounds. <laughs> at least when we're awful at our jobs, no one no one has to pay well, a thousand bucks. There's certain jobs that, and I know I'm getting older, so I'm going to have to get over this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 31, but there's certain jobs where if I go in and the person that's supposed to be like the quote unquote in charge is younger than me, I get nervous. And that's what happened. Like I went to this dental office and, and the woman who worked on my teeth, she was very nice, but she was very obviously young. Mm. And I was like, mm, fresh out of dental I'm, school. Yeah, I'm a little worried about this. I don't want to judge or have any preconceived judgments. And then she proceeded to mess up my mouth. Did no. you hear that? Everyone, coworker Justin hates oh, women. That's going to be a he whole. He hates women in STEM. <laughs> I'm going to get a whole thing out. You didn't want your dentist because she was a female. Me, man, me want man to work on mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Must have man dentist. Okay, so, well, now we've talked about broken tooth. Let, let's go back to when they were on a break because I thought this was interesting too. Like this was this guy's Ross moment where. Yeah. Friends, yeah, 100%. I have a whole other story for that. I've talked about this before. My best friend who went to the Naval Academy dance to like spite her ex of sorts. So this is way too exposing, but like his his name was Ross. And so he did something like where he made out with some other girl when they were talking. And Mm. so we, I say we because I was the one that gave her the idea, but she sent the text. We sent the Ross text to him where it's like, we were on a break because that's literally what he was saying. It was great. Anyway, back to to the episode (laughs) that we're referencing. We're all over the place today. Do you think, this is the classic friends debate, Mm -hmm. If you were on a break and you 
slept with someone else and mm-hmm. then you got back together. What are our thoughts on that? What are our feelings? Oh, it's valid. All fair. 100% allowed. Well, to me, like, I just don't think I would get granted. I, it, granted that our interviewee didn't know that this happened. But if I found out that the person I was with slept with someone else and then got back together with me like a week or two later, which was. Yeah, I, I think mm. the timeline of it is different. Like if it's a year. OK. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe even a month is probably OK at that point, because like if you have been broken up for a month, you probably think it's over, over. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, all right, I'll start testing the water somewhere else. And then maybe things rekindle and you go back. I need a full decade in between. <laughs> ten, ten years. Well, no, for real, I think time definitely matters in, yeah. that, in that debate. And in this case, I definitely felt like it would have been too soon for me. Mm-hmm. But she didn't know until he was too late. Yeah, I would say three weeks is where you start getting a little <laughs> too close to each other. <laughs> Less than a month, that's when we start getting into that gray area. I'm going to say 90 days. Okay. I'm big on the 90-day thing because I think a lot can change in three months in relationships. <laughs> that's fair. That's 90 fair. days is when like that honeymoon phase wears off. Mm-hmm. And the honeymoon phase, it's good to get out of that quick. You think so? Oh, very much so. No, you got to drag that out. Because in the honeymoon phase, it's the same thing as when we talked about how you were like, you want the Prince Charming. And I was like, you don't want that. You want someone that's like... Did I say that? I think so. We were talking about, you're like, I want that perfect person for me. I want to like idolize this person that I'm mm-hmm. with. I think when you're in the honeymoon stage, you feel that person can do no wrong and everything's perfect, which is not how life is in general. I feel like it's good to get out of the honeymoon stage, get to the realism stage. All right, this person smells, but like, you know, this and that. And oh, this person's going to, you know, maybe they're going to get into a car accident and we're going to get through it together. Mm-hmm. Like in the honeymoon stage, you kind of just the words idolize each other too much. Like you dehumanize them in a way like they're so perfect. They're great. Everything's awesome. But like something is not going to go awesome mm-hmm. at some point in the relationship. And I think it's easier to deal with if in your mind that person has come down to reality as a person. Because I am a realist, because <laughs> I really am. Mm-hmm. My last name's Murphy. So I follow Murphy's law. Like what can mm-hmm. go wrong is yeah, absolutely going to go course. wrong. So because I know that's going to happen at some point, I want to stretch that magical period as long as possible. Mm-hmm. If it's two years, awesome. <laughs> If it's three weeks, not great. <laughs> and, and I wonder what would happen. Like if whatever the bad thing is happens mm-hmm. during a honeymoon phase or after, like how is it received? Again, honeymoon phase is usually in the beginning. That also plays into whatever the bad thing happens. You know, if, if a family. The fam- bad thing? Yeah. Well, like if a family. What fam- was the bad thing for you and Nicole? I don't remember. Um, she got in a car wreck? No, she didn't get into a car wreck. I Honestly, Nicole and I hardly ever fight. Maybe just little arguments here and there. But even that, in the honeymoon stage, you feel like you're not, I don't know, you're so like, we're so happy. We're not going to disagree on anything. So then when you do, you're like, oh my God, is this relationship working? We mm-hmm. just disagreed on what our favorite colors were, you know? like. <laughs> oh gosh. See, if that's the big thing that's going to ruin the honeymoon phase for you, maybe you need to get out of it ASAP. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so after she finds out that there was some infidelity in the relationship, she did something that I think is very understandable. Like I think any person listening to it would be like, yeah, when you find out your partner cheats on you, you want to kind of lock them down and set some really hard boundaries. So what she did was she was like, okay, well, now that I found out that you've cheated on me, I don't want you to go on this trip. And he's like, well, I'm going on the trip. And she's like, okay, well, you can go on the trip, but don't drink. And it was kind of like this series of things mm-hmm. of almost trying to regain control over the situation, which is a very understandable reaction. But usually when you do that, that's what pushes them to do more. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. because I think the sign of a healthy relationship and a right relationship, which this obviously wasn't, ended up not being, it's like when you can be two people alone together. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what this episode is turning into. It's like mm-hmm. two people who are consistently choosing to be with each other yeah. without saying you can't drink on a canoe trip or something. If you're telling somebody that's going on a trip 
narrative like, hey, you can't do this. In my experience, that usually makes the person want to do that more. Okay? It's more enticing. Well, let me show Yeah, you you almost sweeten it a little bit more. Like, not only am I going to go do this, I'm going to I'm gonna do it now and it's going to make you upset in my mind. So, like, it's going to be even better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to go on that trip and I'm going to drink a whole bottle of red wine. It's like, that's with why a straw, baby. That's why I guess I have to word this correctly. I've never understood why someone would tell a guy don't go to a strip club. I understand why you wouldn't want them to go to a strip club. But saying don't go, especially on a bachelor party, it turns it into all of us now are against our significant others and we're going to go and it's going to be our secret. And then someone screws it up and everyone's mad. Yeah. I'm assuming you probably, your fr- you or your friends have had that argument a lot on bachelor parties. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's like a bachelor party, like the, the group has a mind of its own. Like you don't really have much control over what's happening. Mm-hmm. And if they're going, they're going. Um, but I was in situations where a person we were with, their significant other told them not to go. It's a bachelor party. Like it's going to happen. Everyone was just kind of like, okay, we're not going to say anything. And then someone told their significant other and then that's, you know, it just, oh. and then everyone, and then the problem is like, you kind of turns into fend for yourself. Like Nicole does not care if I go. She just doesn't want me to lie about it. I know in the back of my mind, I'm going to tell them I'm not saying anything. And then I'm going to tell Nicole so yeah. that when somebody else inevitably screws it up, I'm not going to get in trouble. I don't know how I feel about it because I haven't been in that situation yet. And I'd like to think I would be really chill about it. I get why you wouldn't want yes. that to happen. But I also feel like it's, I don't know, if you feel like it's something you have to tell them to not go to, they're mm. probably going to go to it. Or they're probably the type of person that they're going to go to it and maybe do something you wouldn't be excited about, which yeah. is why you're saying it, which might be your first red flag or right. salmon flag, as we mentioned in this episode. <laughs> yes. There's a deeper issue there. All right, let's get to the root of this whole episode, which was she found out that her boyfriend was cheating with a married woman mm-hmm. and she doesn't know whether or not she should tell that person's husband. What are your thoughts, coworker Justin? Mm, Do I- you tell them they're getting cheated on? I... Part of me wants to say yes, but mm-hmm. I th- because I'm not a confrontational person, I probably wouldn't. So you probably wouldn't, but do you think she should? It's like a whole family. <laughs> like, you know but what I mean? she's not the one. It's not I like know, she's cheating. I know, but that can counter to it is the news is probably going to get out eventually at some point. So you might as well tell them because you don't want to look like the bad person when, when they find out you didn't tell them. But also, I don't think they're going to be very happy with you when you say that. I know. You're really putting yourself in the line of fire. Right. If I was put into this situation, if I was in the reality of it. I'm pretty confrontational, so I think I do. I would say something. <laughs> yeah. I'm not necessarily saying that I think she should, but I think if this infidelity has been going on for this long, something has. this is not the only problem in the relationship. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you that relationship isn't happy in sunshine and rainbows. There's probably something else that's going to blow it up. So, I'm looking at the stats right now. I, I have about 40 votes, and it's overwhelmingly in favor of her telling mm. the husband what happened. They say that because they're not in that situation. Like, there's a lot of blowback. There's a lot of conversations that are going to be had. There's a lot of feelings that's going to be had from the other side, from every member of that family. Yeah. And that's the part that I'm like, I don't know. Like to me, it'd be if I'm her, I'm like, well, you know what? Not my relationship, not my problem. I think it would be an easier decision if we knew whether or not the affair stopped at all. Because I think if right. the affair stopped, I would be, <laughs> yeah, you, can't, be, you can't go to me like, hey, he's yeah, cheating yeah. on you with me and we're still doing it. <laughs> I would be more inclined to give that person an opportunity to either come clean when it was right for them. But if it was still going on. Maybe tell the guy. Yeah. You got two weeks to tell him or I will. (laughs) Which again, a confrontational thing and you don't want to give ultimatums, but... I was surprised. When I first voted, it was like 50-50, but over the past couple of days, it's been overwhelmingly in favor of the news coming out. Last Mm. but not least, coworker Justin's got to get out of here. This interview, he has incredible friends. Like I was in contact with a couple of them as we were getting this episode together. And I think this is one of the reasons she was able to be so articulate and like emotionally okay throughout the entire interview because she has such great friends helping her get through this. That's a big part of it. How 
has a friend helped you get through a breakup? Friends? Yeah, I feel like, you know, guys probably handle things a little bit differently. It's not like a go, it, the stereotypical, like, eat ice cream, get over it, watch a movie type situation. When I got broken up with in college, we just went and bought a handle of liquor and was like, let's sit on the porch and drink. And then you just so drink. wholesome. Hey, do I, do you just get absolutely plastered. High-functioning alcoholism. Yeah, you gotta love it. <laughs> um, and then you wake up the next day hungover and you don't care anymore. Really? Uh, Is that easy for you? I, uh, sometimes. <laughs> so depending on the relationship. I'm, say, I'm like, that's one of those things where like, I don't know, I'm kind of the person like my friends would know that I just need to stay busy so that I don't like get in my feels or, mm-hmm. or think about it. So like they would give me like things to do or places we'd be going. You know what they I mean? They just start breaking things like, Justin, fix this. Here's my Ikea desk. Can you put this together? <laughs> yeah. That's but that's why guys, it takes longer for you guys to get over it because you just keep busy until all of a sudden you run out of things to do. The list stops. Yes, I agree. So uh, I would say that's pretty much really all that we did to like mm-hmm. get over it, you know? And then I would do the same thing. A friend got broken up with, you show up with a handle of Kraken and you get drinking. I think the most healing thing for me and my friends is we just like to go out, look really hot and get hit on. And that honestly fills the void at least for a couple hours. Yeah, but, <laughs> but then well, it's almost like justification in a way. You know what I mean? Like you're out, you're getting hit on. It's like, see, okay, there's so many other people that are interested. And- yeah. Actually, Kennedy and I were out in, at Pete's this weekend and she's kind of going through a breakup of sorts. Not really, kind of, sort of. And I like went over to this group of guys and I said, can one of you please go hit on my friend over there? Like, who here is single? Do it. Go. go. Don't make my friend feel hot, even though she's already very attractive. Well, thank you so much, coworker Justin, for breaking down this week's episode. And you got to head out. So we'll wrap up. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to check out the merch that's available. It'll be up for another 10 days. And the link is in the episode description. Thanks, Justin. Word.